It's not another Bills podcast with John Corzilius. How do you usually cope with these Bills losses? Because I don't, I don't know about you. I myself usually go through some variant of the seven stages of grieving, where you basically start with anger and depression, and then you end up coping and bargaining, and, and eventually get to this place where you can sit and do a podcast. I guess. Brandon Habermas. Guess what, buddy? You're not gonna earn it today. Go back home. You're not going to get it today because Josh is going to come out and kill you. I'm sorry. I'm not murderous. I'm not a murderer. Sam Pat Caprio. Maybe there's a negative reaction from the TB12 formula. I mean, the dude's eating like soy pills every day. Even in that Subway commercial, he's like, I can't eat it. It looks so good, but I can't eat it. But come on, Tommy. Can you eat a fucking Subway sandwich? You know, you hear Subway sandwich there for Tom Brady. I think that man is going to feast on Sunday. Big boy Billy is going to go on a famine. I don't know if you've seen how he looks. He has had his day with the feasts, and he's going to famine. He could use a famine. <laughs> Tom Brady is going to take his soy pills and uh, shove them up Belichick's you-know-what after this Sunday. So, Yeah, well, did you see what Belichick, I mean, he gave like two, two sides of the stone because earlier in the week he was like, yeah, you know, Tom's a great player that played for our organization. Chris Hogan, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of like Chris. <laughs> And then later on in the week, I think it might have been yesterday, he like he gave like a heartfelt interview about Tom, but he was a savage that first <laughs> first interview he gave about the game. I mean, not that Chris Hogan isn't cool, but like I don't know, like or, or a great player, but I mean, he definitely did that to like aggravate some people. I think it'll be worth tuning into, especially. I'm looking forward to hopefully a nice day on Sunday. It, it might be rainy in Orchard Park, but the Bills should blow them out we take a little nap we rally for the sunday night blowout of bill belichick in new england um with that being said it's going to be nice to see new england take an l in our division too you know they'll be out of the uh, out of the way for us to uh get that afc east championship back and watching bill belichick maybe possibly throw a phone again that'd be cool yeah always always looking forward to that i agree man i think the craziest result of all of this is if the Patriots get so bad that like Bill goes out and he buys like a new wardrobe like Bill's just like he's like dressing like Cam Newton that's how you know is <laughs> how you know the situation's dire if Bill stops he's wearing the, the- <laughs> he's the ex-boyfriend trying to get his girlfriend back right now he's like he got dumped he wasn't stylish he's a little round in the stomach you know now he's uh out wearing these flashy outfits like babe look at me look at me so she's like you. nah Bill you're old and fat I don't want you anymore watch out but- if he starts dressing fly yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of dressing fly, Tyrod Taylor dressed fly AF when he was the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. And it's disappointing that he can't play against us. We were kind of looking forward to this uh, Buffalo Bills old quarterback tour with Fitz and Tyrod coming to town, but we don't get to see either of them. And I think if Tyrod was here, the point spread would be closer to seven because uh, Tyrod's great to keeping his team in games. But uh, with this first game for the Bills on Sunday, there's no reason to think Davis Mills is going to score any points on our defense. Our our offense has averaged, what do they got now? 30 points a game if you average the first three games. And, and Texans have allowed 92 total points through three games. So it's not looking good. Hey, man, we'll see, I guess. I mean, they did uh, beat up on those Jaguars who are uh, pulling it together today. Play devil's advocate. Well, a dead clock is right twice a day, also. So, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Coming in this week with our pick six pick Last week was pretty tough, Johnny. Uh, we saw Pat finish the week with a losing record. We saw John pull a winning record. And I am not going to toot my own horn or anything, but the uh, the horn is honking, if you know what I mean, coming in at four and two. Um, so what did you think about it? I, I thought it was a good week. You and I both went four and two. Pat went one and five, so he had a little bit of a, a rough week. But checking in on our overall records, uh, Pat is now in in the red with a five and seven record. I'm seven and five, and Brando is nine and three. So. You're only a couple games back. I could change change by next week. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, at this point during the episode, I will roll a little montage of our hot and cold takes from last week. Yeah. which I did not have time to put together before this episode, but okay. might might have time to put together tomorrow morning. Word. We got Bills total points 27 over under and Washington total points 18 and a half over under. I like the overs on both of those. You think we're going to give up 18 and a half points to Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I like Taylor Heineke, but I, I don't like him that much. I think the only reason they gave up 18 is because the Bills are up enough late where there's there's some garbage time touchdowns or something like that. Because, But I like the That's over fair. on the Bills because and I think that Washington's defensive weak in, weakness is in their linebackers and their defensive backs. Linebackers are going to have a hard time matching up against uh, Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox. So I expect a pretty big game for both those guys. Moving on to the next game, we have Jameis Winston with perfect vision coming in with New Orleans against New England and Mac Jones. Although the Saints had the number four defense in the NFL last year, I got to take Billy and the boys. I've got New Orleans in this one. For me, I'm picking uh, New Orleans. I think it'll be not as close as people think. The division rival, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take Cincinnati on that one because I don't think that Pittsburgh's offense is really anything that special. Pat, gotta go with the Steelers. The Steelers got to man. Too much. Mike Tomlin's too good of a coach. Drop two in a row. Uh, give me Cincy and Joe Burrow to win that one. We have the Rams taking on Tampa Bay Bucks. I had to go Tampa Bay on this one. I, I don't understand it, but somehow that guy just keeps pulling out wins, and it's they. I, I can never. I can never bet against the guy. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, because it always just ends up backfiring. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay on this one. I can't pick Tom Brady to win, even though I think he could potentially have a big game. I have to pick my boy, Matt Stafford. Give me the bucks, baby. We have Minnesota coming off an interesting first two games of the season. And Seattle, you know, you have the general Russell Wilson throwing the ball really far and high in the air to Tyler Lockett. Ah, uh, this one's tough, but I'm going to stick with Russell Wilson because DK Metcalf's a freak of a human being and Kirk Cousins just is just a little bit below average. You know? I think it's going to be a good day. 
I'm from Minnesota. Say. You know, Kirk Cousins, I uh, until you prove me wrong, dude, I'm going to keep saying you're going to keep laying eggs, dude. Yeah, essentially, so uh, the game that I picked right was Minnesota over Seattle that you guys missed, and Brando picked uh, the Rams over the, the Buccaneers, which Pat and I missed, and then we all missed the Giants in Atlanta. Yeah, what? Atlanta. Matt Ryan hasn't thrown a ball over 40 yards yet, and they still won that game. And obviously, you can never doubt Matt Stafford. I mean, come on. So, our first game this week is kind of tough. We don't really see 16-point favorites, 16-and-a-half-point favorites uh, to cover the spread. Like we said in our uh, podcast on Monday, the Bills are 3-10 and when they're favored by 14 or more. Um, Can Can I interject something here? Yeah. Just just one quick thought on that stat. So I'm a stats nerd. I hate stats that follow franchises for 30 plus years or something like that. Because if you're trying to apply relevancy to that, we're, we're talking about a, an organization, a group of players and coaches that has nothing in common with the current. Like, I mean, we're saying like, you know, would Jim Kelly's team have gone... You know, would they have won against a, a spread, or or would you know Tyrod Taylor have won against the spread? It's just so hard to bring. But anyway, I I just that's that's an overall overall opinion. Yeah, that's a very valid point, and it's also true with it's also true like with with the coaches through the drought, right? You would get coaches would at, get asked questions about you know you've missed the playoffs in buffalo here for 14 out of the last 18 years and rex ryan's like well no i've only been here one year so i really only missed it one but you know he doesn't think about it in that micro macro perspective like we do but you're right you're right so uh my thing about big spreads like that is even if it's not just the bills it's an nfl trend i think that you see a lot of those teams cover in in the college football game though you do see a lot of these crazy spreads and some of them get backdoor covered uh but well, let's start with you, Pat. What do you think? Sixteen and a half points spread. Do the Bills cover the spread? I think uh, Sean McDermott goes zero and two and covering sixteen plus point spreads. Um, I mean, I would very, I would be happy. I would be very happy if they cover the spread. And I mean, they obviously destroyed the spread for the Redskins game and the Dolphins game. Um, Washington football team. Oh yeah, Washington football team. We're woke over here, <laughs> um, but. Oh, man, this is so hard. Well, I'll see what you guys say before I definitively No, you got to pick right now. You're oh, on the pressure. Oh, the spot man. is on oh, you, Pat Cap. Take well, the spotlight. I, uh, I'm going to say that they don't cover. Barely, okay. though. I think they win by two touchdowns. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Johnny, do you have an opinion different than Pat? No, no, I agree, actually. I, the only, I, I think that they'll be up by more than the spread at some point during the game. But my thing is, I think that <laughs> I think the Bills' backups are going to go in somewhere in the third quarter, or I'd like to think so. I I, I don't think they actually will. I, I know that Sean McDermott hasn't done that historically in, in meaningful games, and it's still a meaningful game. You know, he's very much not a get ahead of himself type coach. So anyway, yeah, I just I just think that there's going to be a garbage time touchdown that's going to screw the spread. So I, I sixteen and a half points is a lot. That's almost three scores, really. So yeah, I don't I don't think that they'll cover. I think it'll be somewhere around two touchdowns or maybe even closer to ten points. But I'm with you on that one, Pat. See, 
like you said, McDermott's pretty respectful. And you got Coach Colley on the other side who started in Buffalo under McDermott on his first year. Um, was his first year on his coaching staff? He was the quarterback yeah, coach. Yeah, he did, he did the year with Tyrod, and then he did Jazz's first year. Yeah, and then uh, Ken Dorsey got promoted after Cully left. Um, so they, Great they, you move. Know, they, Great they know move. Each, yeah, well, obviously. But uh, Cully's <laughs> not a bad coach either. He went from one year as a quarterback's coach to a head coach two years later. So McDermott's going to have respect for that. But that being said... Bills are going to light them up. I think they're going to cover the spread. If it was 17 points, you might catch me, but that half a point hook that they gave us instead of 17, because I think more, more people as the line changes, maybe if they got, if they get it up to 17, you might see more bets coming on Houston, but I'm going to take the bills to cover the 16 and a half point spread. Oh, just, and plus it gives me against the grain here. So if, if, you know, I could gain a game or lose a game against you too. So, but this next game in our pick six is a little tough because you have a Cleveland team coming in off of an all-time great defensive performance, but you're also looking at a mediocre coach and a mediocre Browns team or a mediocre Bears team. But Minnesota has lived in mediocrity. Kirk Cousins coming out here, you know, guns blazing or whatever he blazes Um Nine touchdowns to start the season. Kirk uh, Cousins does not blaze anything. <laughs> well, that's why I said. But, uh, he, he's got nine TDs this year, no picks. Uh, coming off of a weird game last week. So we're going to see a better matchup for Cleveland, I think. You're going to find out whose defense is real. Uh, I think Cleveland's defense is real, and I'm going to pick them to win this game. Cleveland's going to beat Minnesota. It'll be close, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins against that pass rush uh johnny what do you say i'm actually gonna go with minnesota on this one i liked what i saw against uh, seattle last week and uh, they did that all with, without delvin cook so for whatever reason i'm i'm puzzled by it, but kirk cousins is having a good year despite those first two losses he was still those were still shootouts that came down to field goals so i i, I like minnesota in this one for for whatever reason i think that he he outduels them just by a little bit if anything yeah. Hmm. Pat, what do you got for everybody? Well, I got to go with the brands. You know, I will say, um, Mr. Kirk Cousins, I did call you out and say, listen, we need to see a big time performance from you. This man played with one cleat on first snap. That was a wild, wild shot. Um, but I don't know. I think as long as the Browns are like very hard to beat when they're playing with the lead, and especially when you have two great running backs like that. So I think if they get off to a good start, it's a lock. But, I mean, if Kirk gets tossed in the rock around, possibly, but I, I got to pick the Browns. All right. Well, again, John is against the grain this time. So we're going to we're gonna see some movement within our standings one way or another this week. Going into our third game, speaking of moving of the standings, we have a NFC West battle, I believe, the Cardinals against the Rams. Two very dynamic teams. Matt Stafford playing at an MVP level pace is the only quarterback to throw for as many TDs as he has right now. I believe it's nine or 10 since uh, Kurt Warner did it with the greatest show on turf in 99. Um, Kyler Murray coming out of the gate as a MVP favorite potentially right now. I believe his odds for MVP are plus 900 and that is tied with Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Uh, and there's one other quarterback that's also within that. Odds maker. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, Derek Carr. 
Oh, Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, yeah. Or Dak. Uh, so, you know, he's playing elite-level football. So this could be the game of the... Uh, you know, New England's the game of the week. Uh, this could be... This could be a, a barn-burning game for real this time. Uh, Pat, what do you say? Well, I mean, I think Kyler Murray is a good player. And I think if he wins this game, then he proves me wrong. But, um, you know, I... Uh, they had a chance to lose that game against the, the Jaguars. And I know that you can't say Team Y beat Team X, so they'll also beat Team Z. But I don't know. Until Kyler Murray, I mean, he's kind of like Derek Carr. He's had some great starts to seasons. And then just when he goes up against great teams. But he also whomped the Niners. Or not the Niners, I'm sorry, the Titans. And, um, and so. they're supposedly very good defense, right? Yeah, dude. He's got Derrick Henry rushed for like 44 yards against him. So I don't know. I got to go. I got to go with, um, you know, low Rams, but I think it'll be a close game. It should be a close game. I, I agree with that. Um, you know me, I'm on the Matt Stafford bandwagon since day one. I'm going to pick him again, just like I picked him last week. Matt Stafford is going to be the difference in this game. Kyler Murray has thrown a couple bad picks this year in a game where turnovers could be the difference. Jalen Ramsey, might be a little sneaky good. Aaron Donald getting pressure on Kyler Murray. That man is fast. That man is a fast man. And uh, Aaron Donald might be a little neutralized from that, but it'll be more of the secondary that I think will give Kyler Murray fits. Um, so I'm going to get Matt Stafford and the Rams on that one. But Johnny, what do you say here? Are you going to go with the grain or are you going to go against the grain? Yeah, well, I picked I, I picked this game before I heard what your guys' pick was, so I, I guess I'm going with the grain. But I just think that the Rams have too much firepower. I you know, and they're and they're better coached. I I think so. Yeah, I, I like the Rams in this one. Yeah, and they got some sneaky weapons. Like I mean, Higby. You don't think about him all the time. You know, Cooper Cup coming out of nowhere. Like Deshaun Jackson. Like you know Robert Woods he's like basically potentially your number four target and like I mean he could be a number one on a lot of teams so Rams across the board is never never bad picks there but getting into another west coast battle the uh, Niners are going to take on the Seahawks Uh, we saw Seattle kind of stall out last week against your Minnesota Vikings up there John Uh, Russell Wilson he's playing well but they're having a hard time moving the ball at the end of the games San Francisco's defense looking good their weird quarterback situation going on Uh, I don't really you know this could be a pick them who we got I don't remember I think the the line was less than three so I think it was two point. I think San Francisco was favored by two and a half points, and what is it, three points usually for home field advantage, and and they're in San Francisco, so it's it's essentially even. Yeah, I got the Niners minus three, so three point favorites. Okay. Yeah, I for whatever reason I I, I like Seattle in this one. I think that I, I I expect this to play out a little bit like San Francisco versus Detroit in Week One, where it was a high scoring shootout, and yeah, I, I like Seattle in that in that shootout. I mean, even though they've lost a couple of those this year, but I like essentially I like Russell Wilson more than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, I agree with that. Jimmy G would be the second best quarterback on the 49ers. Maybe, uh, maybe that's a little bit insult of two men who was in the super bowl a couple of years ago, but he didn't impress me. He's never impressed me. Kyle Shanahan's the one who impresses me, but Russell Wilson always will impress me. So give me, Seattle to win this game 
even if he struggles a little bit, the big play threat is always there with his weapons. And even if we're looking at the point spread, I, you know, you're going to give me Seattle and you're going to give me three points. I would take that. But even straight up, I'll just take Seattle on that one. Well, I think even if Jimmy G loses, he's still winning, being a very genetically superior man to a lot of us. <laughs> um, but, I mean, oh, That's man. Funny. So it really is a pick em game because I feel like very easily either Jimmy goes off or like Trey Lance comes in for like three of those trick plays and falls out. But I, I got to go with the Hawks, man. I, I agree with Johnny and Brando. You can, I, I, haven't seen Lus- I haven't seen Russ lay down two weeks in a row. A long time, so. Uh oh, we're setting ourselves up for a potential uh, Giants Falcons scenario again here <laughs> well, with this one. Getting swept but, the wrong way. <laughs> yep, we could sweep oh, well. the right way though. So we yeah, fifty-fifty. Right All right, what what we got next? Our fifth game in our pick six would be the Ravens at the Broncos. Quite an intriguing matchup when we look at the numbers. Denver Broncos 3-0 with the best point differential in the NFL. Tied with, anybody know? It's the Bills. The Bills. It's the Bills. Give me the Bills, baby. I mean, if you're uh, going to win 35 nothing, there's a good chance you're going to lead in point differential three weeks true. in. Well, that's that's also true. But then you would say the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, really... Uh, and then you look on the other side of the ball at the Ravens. Where would they be without Justin Tucker? Where would they be without a game clock that wasn't synced up right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally though. And Marquise Brown dropped what three balls yeah. that were on his hands. That would have sent Jackson over 300 yards for the day. But uh, you know this Broncos defense smothered opponents, but they've also sucked. What well, they they played teams that have no wins yet this year up to this point. Correct. If the Jaguars win, then they'll be one and nine. But um, yeah. <laughs> and and the other crazy stat about this game is no Denver game this season has seen more than forty total points. So this could be a low-scoring game. And if it's going to be a low-scoring game, definitely give me the Ravens and Lamar Jackson's dynamic ability instead of Broncos. Jerry Judy's out. Lamar Jackson, do you really think Hollywood Brown's going to drop three more passes again this week? And and uh, given that he was able to throw 287 yards against uh, the Lions, they theoretically have a good defense, but the Broncos just, they're fluff. And uh, fluff gets squished against a good team like the Ravens. But Johnny, what do you say? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I think that Denver is a potential pretender. I, I don't doubt that they'll be somewhere in in it in, when it comes to wild card time. You know, based on what we've seen in the AFC East, I think that I'd still take Denver over a New England or a Miami to be in the hunt when it comes down to that time. But against Baltimore, who I think is still you know cream of the crop in the uh, in the AFC, I, I think that they outclass uh, Denver in a lot of ways so I'm going Baltimore Baltimore winning there yeah Pat what about you well I know some wonky stuff happens when you're playing up at Mile High Stadium you know I don't think they have any Ryan Clark situations where they have like their best player on their team has sickle cell and he has to be you know on an oxygen mask or anything but um, I don't know it's just one of those things I mean potentially could they be in the playoff hunt yes but also I mean they're 0-0 zero and zero in, you know what I mean the division they haven't played a division game yet um, but I I do not see I do not see the Broncos winning this game. No, they're not gonna. 
That's all right. Remember, sweeps in our favor are good. Hey, if we all answer the same, then then Brandon wins the season because he's got a he's got a two game lead right now. <laughs> Just yeah, everybody. That's fair. Uh, and then in our final game in the pick six pickums for week four in the NFL, uh, we have Indianapolis Colts coming down to Miami to play the Dolphins. Two eh eh underwhelming teams so far. Pat, what do you think about this game? Oh, man. That's hard, man. That's like picking your cousin or your sister to go to the <laughs> high school prom with, man. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I, I don't know. And like, I want to give Carson Wentz the benefit of the doubt so badly. You know, he's like one of those Madden created characters where you're just like heavy tape, right leg, heavy tape, left leg, heavy tape, right ankle, heavy tape, left ankle. So it's like, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I, the Dolphins are bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Is Tua playing? I think that's the, I think Jacoby Brissett, if he starts, they win. If Tua plays, he doesn't Well, you get a Kobe Brissett revenge game too here. True. Well, that's what I mean. I was thinking he might have a little bit more to pay for. I mean, do we know if Tua is playing or not? Let me, let me look this up. That's going to be my deciding factor. I thought it was still Jacoby Brissett this uh, week. Brissett's but. playing this week, yeah. Two is out with broken ribs for at least three to five weeks. Yeah, yeah. two is on IR, I think. Okay. So they, they have to have him out for at least three weeks, I believe. Don't give quote me, me on that. But Give me Jacoby Brissett and um, those, those uh, majestic dolphins that Mr. Ace Ventura tried to save. Mr. Peck Detective. All right. Dolphins for Pat. If it makes a difference, the Dolphins are two and a half point favorites for this game with an over under of 43. So Vegas is not expecting anything good to happen in this game. Uh, the That's essentially an even line, though. Two and a half point favorited home team is essentially an even line. Yeah, and but the over under is so small. 23 points, what do they want to have? They're going to have a 22 20 game or 23 20 game. Dolphins win would be ideal what for them. What was the over under? 43. 43. Oh, yeah. So that would be the implied yeah. score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that changes your mind, John, but you get the, you got the Dolphins or the Colts here. So anyway, I was kind of, I had to think hard on this one because I looked at both these teams and went, wow, they, I don't know if we're going to see any of these teams hanging around come, you know, in the hunt time. But I don't know. I was looking at Indy's first three games and they had kind of a, a rough start, but they had tough opponents too. Uh, Seattle, uh, the Rams, and then Tennessee. And I, I just think that they come into this this game a little bit more desperate for a win than Miami does. And I think that, I mean, Miami's win against, is against New England, right? So I, I just, I think that they've had easier opponents. So I'm not saying the Colts are good, but I, I think that they, they might be a little bit better than the Dolphins at this point. So I'm going Colts in this one. For For me, I agree with you. John Carson Wentz let's not forget he's been bad for a couple of years now but he did have an MVP type season and with this coach Frank Wright former Buffalo Bill backup quarterback as we know the best backups are the best coaches man I'm telling you they get to soak it all in and Carson Wentz he needs to come back big time this game to show his haters that he still got it and I'm going to take the Colts to do that against this Dolphins team that we are not really seeing, you know, growth in their year here. So give me the Colts as well. Nice. Now let me let me just add something to my pick here too, because I agree with you that I, I think the Colts will win, 
but I don't think Prince Harry is going to have a good game. I I I just oh, think Prince that Harry. Indy's I defense. Think about that for a second. Oh man, I think his hairline's I, better than that. Huh? <laughs> I I I just think that the Colts' defense was so well balanced last year, and so was their offensive line. I'm just I'm I'm looking for a good performance from them because I, I just haven't seen it this year. I mean, that defense gave Buffalo problems in the playoff game. Their offensive line kind of bossed around the the Bills' defensive line last year. I don't know if they're dealing with any injuries or anything like that, but they were the mo- one of the most balanced teams in football last year. So I, I didn't expect, you know, if they were going to be good this year, I didn't expect it to be, be because of Carson Wentz. It was just like they just needed a system quarterback at that point. So I think it's on the rest of their team to, to get that win and, Miami's definitely the opponent for that. I think if Jonathan Taylor can play really well too, that might be the difference because I mean last year he was total game changer as a rookie and he really um is yet to affect games like that yet. So if you saw what Singletary did to the Dolphins run defense, Jonathan Taylor should have some good hope. And that'll be part of the bounce back game. If if they can get a good balance of this run pass and get some play action going against this defense, they have good corners in Miami, as we already know. I'm not going to comment about them anymore, but it'll be helpful to play off the run for sure when you're when you have a quarterback like Wentz who's ailing. Yeah, I think Xavier Howard is deceased now, right? Stephon Diggs <laughs> made sure of it. Hey man, I'll tell you what—they might not be good, but they're well compensated. <laughs> well compensated down there in Miami. <laughs> they are. Now speaking of compensation, Brandon's bets. I can't tell if that was a good transition so, or not. So that's that's going to be part of the transition, Johnny, but I need you to put like music on for this one, like playing in the background, like some intense I, stuff. I don't know. I don't know if music's going to help that. No, it, it you know how like I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like they do like music yeah, in the background. Yeah. Cuz this is I'll I'm, fix it. I'm going to hype up. We'll this fix week. it in post. <laughs> so this week is a very unique week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, grab your cousins, grab your friends. <laughs> Grab your mailman, grab your cat, meow on their face, grab your dog, grab anybody that'll listen to this bet here because in the NFL, there's not always a sure thing. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. We see it all the time. But nearly half of the games on the NFL slate in week four this week feature teams favored by a touchdown or more against their opponents. You know what that sounds to me? I hear ding, 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 parlay bets, bros, parlay bets. We have some, a lock, bet your house. Okay. Pardon, pardon this right here. I am not a financial advisor. Do not take my, yeah, this is not, this is not financial advice. Also, Brando, for our audience, could you, could you explain to anyone in our audience who doesn't know what a parlay bet is just real quick? Yes. A parlay bet is when you stack bets together to multiply the odds. So, for an example, the Houston Texans at the Buffalo Bills, I don't want to take the points. I don't want to give 16 points to Houston. So I would bet the money line in a parlay, but the odds are so bad because the Bills are favored so much. At minus 1250, you would have to bet $1,000. You'd have to bet $1,250 just to win 100. So those are terrible odds. But if you put it in a parlay and you combine it with another game, such as Tampa Bay versus New England and you take Tampa's odds and you would multiply them against the Bills odds so you'd get better because you have to have two events happening at one time. So you do that with the games that stack on each other and your odds get better the more games that you put in. All right, so hit us hit us hit us with your parlay. I have the lock of all locks. This is the one that you 
bet your mortgage on. This is the one that you sell a kidney for. You call up your mobster friend and you're like, bruh, I need 10 grand and I'll pay you. This is the one that you, you know, you go, you go make some money somehow so you can, you can bet this lock because this is the lock of all locks. Are we ready? We have the Houston Texans at Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are going to stomp the Houston Texans. Do we agree on that? Yep. Tay Acuerdo, see. Um. Yes. <laughs> we have the game of all time, maybe in the regular season. The GOAT himself. Oh, I hate saying it. Tom Brady going up against the New England Patriots. Do we really think Brady's going to lose this game? Does anybody think Tom Brady's going to lose this game? I think Bill might lose his mind, which, I mean, that'll be the best entertainment of all. If but. he loses the phone, I'll be good with that. <laughs> Tom Brady is going to go in to Foxborough and annihilate the Patriots. There's no other way this can go. This battle between Bill Belichick and his longtime New England quarterback, it's fascinating. Uh, everybody's going to tune in. The squad that Tom Brady is on currently boasts one of the NFL's most high-powered offense and he's going up against a rookie uh fast fact the only rookie quarterback win this year is against another rookie quarterback I believe it's uh it's in the AFC East it's uh it's Mac Jones over Zach Wilson um Zach Wilson correct yes correct so I have no faith in the Patriots to win this game. So that game is as lock as it can get. So right, we have two locks right now, correct? Yep. Lock number three. This could be a little bit crazy for Bills fans because there is no way that the Steelers should have came into Buffalo and beat us because Ben Roethlisberger doesn't just look bad. He looks old. We are accustomed to seeing this old man quarterback in Tom Brady age like a freaking gazelle with butterfly wings flying through a pasture field winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl. But Ben Roethlisberger is aging like a quarterback should age. They fall off the cliff. They suck. He's bad. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time on his last dance tour through Green Bay and no one's going to stop him today. So give me the Packers to spank the Steelers. Uh, So that's three, right? That's three. Now our final leg of the parlay. We are going to look at our former Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looked human in week three. but they fall to one and two, and you're not going to see that happen again. They could have won either of their two losses. Uh, Kansas City isn't in an ideal place defensively, but they're going up against Jalen Hurts and a mediocre Eagles team. So that's not looking good for me. I don't see the Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes being in a three-game slump. They are going to come out and get their bounce-back game. So that is my four-team parlay at... Seneca Niagara Casino, you can get that for plus 127 Seneca. for odds. So that means if you bet $100, you win $125 back. So those those are pretty good locks. Do you have anything that's maybe not quite a lock, but you think is a good bet? Yeah. When we look at the touchdown props, Stefan Diggs has one touchdown so far this year. Uh, I would expect him to get one today. When you look at the rest of the receivers on this roster, I mean, Diggs is on pace for like 175 targets again this year, which would make him more targeted than last year. And he has not broken 90 yards yet this year. So I expect he's broken yards. 70 yards, man. 
Yeah, I would expect 100 <laughs> yards and a touchdown from him. It's kind of like that video game objective. This was a Jeremy White reference on WGR. He's like, your first objective is to win the game. That one's mandatory. Your next objective, which is not mandatory, is to get Stefan Diggs a touchdown. I feel like that's going to be the game plan going in. He's very been very unselfish. So, so that's, you see a, that's a good prop. Gold level completion for other, this mission. <laughs> Yes, and you can bundle the players together if you want for touchdowns. And the other one that I would say is Rob Gronkowski for a touchdown. So I would pick Diggs to get a touchdown and Gronk to get a touchdown because obviously he's going to play his former team. And those odds should help when you bundle them together. I like that pick. Unless Bill Belichick sells out to stop Gronkowski because, you know, New England defense can only do that with one player and, and they should be doing it with, you know, Mike Evans but or Godwin or someone. Godwin, thank you. Even Antonio Brown, he, you know, he had a if former stint in New England too, and Antonio Brown just got taken off the COVID list. Oh, he did? Okay, I didn't know if he was... Just really? got taken off today. Yeah, so he yeah. is also going home. So all three former New England Patriots, you know, Tom Brady, I think his over-under for touchdown passes was two and a half in that game, so I would bet the over on that all day long, and I would put Stefan Diggs, Gronk, or AB all in a parlay to get another touchdown pass. I think his passing yards over under was like 298 also. So I would hit the over on that. Yeah, Brady against New England. The other one that I thought was super interesting uh, is what quarter is Brady going to break the all-time passing record? Because he's only 66 yards behind Drew Brees' record. So, you know, first quarter, second quarter. I'd bet second quarter. But a bonus prop would be super interesting is does he get it on the first drive? Oh, I would... It's possible. They haven't been running the ball very much at all. No, I, so. I can't see Rojo carrying this team. And I mean, playoff Lenny, he, he got the single digit jersey, so he looks a little thinner. But like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it'll help him that much, but it, every every inch counts, right? And I think Bruce Arian looks like a dude that would play parlays. Too. <laughs> Bruce does. Arians looks like a guy that says to Tom Brady, go out there and, and spank Billy Belichick in the face. Like, do whatever you want. Throw the ball 50 times today. Bury them. Grab them by the throat. Do whatever you want. And uh, I think that's what Tom's going to do. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, for tonight uh, tonight's episode. There's some good uh, Brando's bets for you and our, uh, our game picks for the week. So we'll be watching those throughout the weekend, and we'll recap those next Thursday. Uh, and this episode will be coming Go out Bills, on, on Friday. Guys. Go so, Bills. Yep. I'm sure we'll all be watching the game together virtually. <laughs> yes take a look at it hopefully we come back here next week with a happy smile on our face i know it's supposed to rain at the stadium but it's not going to rain on our parade when we beat these uh houston texans into the ground and uh don't forget our next podcast should be out on tuesday if i believe so 